Renee Vitelli, thanks for coming back for a second day. Well, thanks for having me a second day. Ooh, rough night? I wish I could say I had a good story to go with it, but I was in a NyQuil haze. Oh, I, I, I was. I, my next guess was maybe a, a whole pack of menthol reds. Doesn't it sound like it? A little bit, honey. Broke into Grandpa's cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> I start every morning with a Marlboro Red and some Jack Daniels, the breakfast of champions. No, rich and rare. <laughs> No filter. That's for girly men. Isn't that isn't that just the the timing though? You I know, know right? You, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you start on the show, you start doing traffic, and then your voice goes out. I know. That's the way it goes. It's like a radio person's nightmare. But you know what? I've kind of I've kind of gotten used to it. Like since since you've been here in the studio. So I'm used to like, like oh, your, my... your, your new voice. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. It's like yeah. having another dude on the show. <laughs> right. That's what we need around here. More dudes. Right. Um, well, you know, it's this time of the year. A lot of people get sick. It's back to school time. I know. Um, I, you know, I was, I was scrolling through, um, my Facebook feed yesterday. Everyone's kids are, are absolutely adorable. And then I remembered back to the first day of school as a kid, was the absolute worst day of the year. It is awful. Yeah. As an adult, I still get that pit in my stomach. Well, you know what? Sometimes, like around back to school time, I kind of want to just like go to the mall and and remember the feeling of having to go back to school and then realize that I'm an adult and I don't have to go back to school. But then I realize that I'm pushing 40. I've got a full-time job. And when that happens, every day is the first day of school. <laughs> right. Yeah. Every Sunday night, you get that pit in your stomach that it's back to work, back to school. Yeah. You know, um, right. The Sunday scaries. Yep. And I, one of the most triggering sound effects for a lot of people for the Sunday scaries is that 60 minutes clock because it, it's on at like seven o'clock and your yeah. Sunday night is officially over. Time to wind down. Mine was, even though I grew up loving The Simpsons, the Simpsons theme song still gives me the Sunday scaries because it's on every Sunday at eight o'clock. That is accurate. Yeah. So for, for my generation. But uh, kids are going back before Labor Day. When you were a kid, did you go back before Labor Day? No, no. It was always the day after Labor Day. And I, what a I chip. hate that. I know. So all through elementary school, we went after Labor Day. And then once I got to middle school, we went back before. And you have like three days. You got the syllabus. And then what's, what's just, the point? Just, just give the kids three extra days. Uh, yeah, I think it cuts into, you know, it cuts into the the plans. Right. Uh, uh, yesterday, Guy was talking about how it screws up the, tour, uh, the, the tourist uh, economy around exactly. here. And I think as the parents, they plan their vacation time. Right. Based around, oh, we can take an extra long weekend, maybe right. make it a Wednesday through the the Tuesday. Right. And, you know, that does screw up the tourism. That being said, I, I do kind of miss it. I, I I miss kind of showing up to the first day of school with my bur- my fresh uh, Coles threads or, you know, Coles Burlington coat. You know, you wear your coolest <laughs> new shirt. Your first new day shoes. Of right. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, uh, and then you know, uh, obviously the uh, uh, excitement wears off. The backpack, it's not broken in yet, so you're very aware of it on your back <laughs> right. while you're walking. My dope new trapper keeper. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Ah, oh, well. you know we didn't know what we had. We didn't know what we had when we uh, had it. The good old days. Yeah, but uh, so ever you know, kids have a great school year. Um, thinking of everyone out at the University of North Carolina, they had that shooter on campus, killed one faculty member. Yeah. Um, the the weird thing is, is that shooter was arrested on live TV. 
like there was a news camera rolling. Yep. And I, I think it was just a like a like a static camera shot of the the campus, and and they just so happened to arrest the guy. Yeah, the right, timing right there in front. Right about three fifteen, they took him into custody. Yeah. So hopefully, I mean, hopefully that doesn't uh, you know. Uh, compromise the investigation or anything. I mean, and, and anytime something like this happens, I feel like it just kind of opens, reopens wounds from like Oxford and, and, and Michigan State. So we definitely know what they're going through out Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Unfortunately, we do. And uh, I mean, the Michigan State, the, the Michigan State shooting, um, you know, that happened last February. And just about everyone who lives in the state had a connection to Michigan State. They either New, newer, newer, know someone who goes there. They've been on campus, so you know. Every, every time something like that happens, we're kind of transported back, you know, to 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 those events. And it's not just us, unfortunately. It's it's every state, every area of this country. Right. It's becoming the norm that we all know what they're going through. Yeah, and I mean, the crazy thing is, like, after the Michigan State shooting, there was someone on the news saying that. There, there are some kids who, who survived the Oxford shooting, who survived the MSU shooting, and she said something like, there should, no, there, there should not be a such thing as a school shooting veteran. Right. Lightning and, should not strike twice. Right. And, and I mean, that was, uh, like, I, when she said that, I felt like I was punched in the stomach. Yeah. Um, so, I, I don't know about you. But I kind of feel like I need like a bingo card or a score sheet for all of Donald Trump's indictments and, and his court dates. It was crazy yesterday. Those stories just kept coming out. I know. And uh, I, I guess um, yesterday, U.S. District Judge Tanya Chutkin, mm-hmm. she set a March 4th trial date for the federal indictment accusing him of trying to overturn the election. The nationwide one, not the Georgia one. Right. Those are different. Right. And uh, it, 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 it's getting really confusing because um, at first the prosecutor in Georgia wanted March 4th to be their trial date. Now the federal one. And um, and, and so I kind of made a little scorecard here. Um, so right now there are three court dates. I feel like Donald Trump's like social sec- secretary here. Uh, the New York trial for the Stormy Daniel Hush money. That's March 25th. Mar-a-Lago. Uh, the the classified documents that he kept unsecure that's may 20th okay the federal election interference trial will be may, march 4th and then the georgia election interference trial that they wanted that originally to be march 4th uh, a co-defendant complained that he wanted a speedier trial so <laughs> fanny willis said what about late october i don't think that's going to happen um and then election day is is November fifth, and you know, of, of course, Renee, everyone's th- uh, saying, you know, how is this going to affect the campaign? I don't think it's going to affect the campaign at all. Well, I mean, obviously, he, the mugshot has helped him, right? Now, the March fourth date. What's interesting about that? That guarantees a blockbuster trial, it, it, like that's right before Super Tuesday, oh, right? Like I think fifteen states. Are are having their primary that day? All right, so yeah. that's that's right before Super Tuesday. Um, you know, originally um, it, it, he's rejecting a defense request to push back the the case by years. He wanted that that date pushed back right like by years, March of twenty twenty six. Yes, we might all be dead by then. Right, right, and and forget many many facts. So yeah. you know, she said no, that's not going to happen. Yeah. So um. If you could just keep his calendar straight for him with all of these dates, 
you know, that I'm gonna would be... lay, I'm gonna laminate this and just yes, keep it by just keep it on the fridge, right? So that the dates are forgotten. But but the thing is, like you know, everyone's got their mind made up about Donald Trump. You either like him or you don't like him. And, and I, I kind of feel like eventually, like once we get to like the third trial next year, it's just going to be background noise, and no one's going to really be paying attention, right? And on top of that, it, it, provided he's not in prison, which I think, you know, the Mar-a-Lago documents case, I think that one has the the, the, the most potential to uh, have him convicted. Um, you know, he's done. He's done in May. So you got the whole summer to still campaign as long as he's a free man. And even if he is in jail, you know, he'll find a way to leverage that into to support and fundraising. Obviously, he'll still it'll still work out in his favor some way, shape or form. It, it obviously this this um, his mugshot, it, it worked out for him. Right. So he'll find a way. His people will find a way for it still to work out in his favor. All right. We still got a lot to get to We're we're, we're tracking uh Hurricane, how do you say this name, Renee? Uh, you know, Adalia? I've heard it, Adalia. Adalia. I've heard Idalia, Idalia. It almost sounds like Vidalia. <laughs> Idalia, be- I think, is a proper. What a beautiful name for something so destructive. I know, I know. And these hurricanes that start with an I seem to be so destructive. Ian, right. the I that's hurricanes. A good, that's a good correlation. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get into that a, a little bit more. We'll hear from Candace Miller on, on what they're doing to fight all this flooding. Still a lot to get to on First Thing with Mike Parsons and Renee Vitale. With Renee Vitale and, and Renee, you sent me a story the other day that made me feel so validated and gave me so much hope about a product that I absolutely absolutely hate and what's that the paper straws (laughs) yeah so come to find out they're not that eco-friendly after all which is amazing because they biodegrade right there in your drink they do in your mouth right yeah after two sips it's like it it it, it like collapses like backdraft it's awful and you're sitting there going Right. Yeah. Researchers in Europe tested straws from 39 different brands, and 90% of the paper straws had forever chemicals linked to health issues like cancer. They tested 20 different types of paper straws. 18 of them contain low levels of forever chemicals that don't break down in nature. And it's not just paper straw problems, though. They tested plastic straws, bamboo straws, and glass straws. The study did find that one type of straw that doesn't have forever chemicals in them, and that was reusable stainless steel straws. Yeah, which we which we have at, at my house. I don't know. Is it... Uh, is it tacky to bring your own stainless steel straw to a restaurant? I have a girlfriend that brings her own Yeti cup and her stainless steel straw everywhere she goes. Wow. You should get her one of those Stanley cups, not like the hockey Stanley cups. Yeah, like those the, big, the, the yeah. one that everybody's using that they found on TikTok. Yeah. Yep. My yep. wife has one, and she would call it her Stanley cup. And for like a month, I was so confused. I know. I and When those first came out, I was like, you, what? Yeah. I get it. We're hockey town, but still. Right. What, what, what? <laughs> It's like, yeah. I don't know you're into hockey. You know what's only w- worse than those uh, paper straws? What's that? I went to an Italian restaurant one time, and they gave us pasta straws. Like like a straw made of pasta? It was a raw piece of pasta, like tubini pasta. I get what they were trying to do. Is that common? 
I don't think so. I think that they were trying to be niche and cool. Yeah. But it was gross. It was getting starchy. Yeah, I was gonna, and, oh, it was nasty. I was going to say, yeah. I mean, if, uh, you know, you're drinking a Diet Coke or a Limoncello. And, yeah, and yeah. Limoncello. And Thank- it was like going, it was like breaking down in my mouth and getting yeah. like slimy and gummy. I was like, this is disgusting. I mean, and even if it didn't break down and get gross, just like the, just like the mental hurdle of like, right. yeah. Yeah, the texture. Yeah. yeah. So that was just this restaurant. That's not like that's not like a, a an authentic Italian thing. No, they were trying to be cool and hip. Yeah, it was not working. And, and, and you know what? Drinking dr- drinking uh, at a restaurant without a straw—that's just not an option for some reason. No, no, I don't want to put my mouth where somebody else's mouth. Yeah, but but it's acceptable with forks. Right, exactly. Right. It's a whole other topic. I, I am finicky about forks, though. If, like, there's a spot on it, I'm, like, throwing it away. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Throw it away. Um, so, yeah, we we're, we're, we started talking about this uh, at the end of the first segment. It, it looks like this hurricane down in Florida, I believe uh, they pronounced it Idalia on, yep. on the news. Um, it's supposed to be a Category 3 when it reaches landfall, but... Um, but it's supposed to be one of the most um, damaging hurricanes to hit. They call it the Big Bend, um, Florida, since 1950. Wow. Yeah. And, and here's what's happening is it's making its its way up the Florida coast. And the problem is, is that it's hitting the areas that Ian right. hit last year. And these poor people haven't fully recovered from Ian. Right. And now they're bracing themselves Again, right, and you made a great connection earlier on. What is it about these these eye storms here? Yeah, these these hurricanes that start with the letter I, they seem to be so destructive. I mean, what was terrifying last year was when you saw the video of of the people who lived on the bay, and and just about all Tampa Bay was sucked out to sea, and it was just it was just just sand. Yep, sand and mud. And you're thinking, oh my God, like what's going to happen when that storm? Because if it's going out, it's got to come back. Right. And there was one guy I was actually following on TikTok and I'm like, because, you know, he lived on the bay Mm -hmm. and he showed, and, and, and the water came back and it was destructive, but it wasn't like a tsunami. So, yeah, but, but you're right. I mean, um, it, it seems like people who live in Florida, you know, they accept the risk, but they're not, they're not hit with with major hurricanes year after year after year. I do have quite a few friends that are snowbirds that live up here and I was talking to one of them and he said, "You know, my contractors, it's been so difficult that we haven't even fully uh you know, th- they have condos and things like that. We haven't even replaced our place from last year. We're still dealing with uh, you know, roofs and things like that. And so now we're getting ready to <laughs> So he 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 he's a contractor himself, or he's talking about the contractors who are fixing his home. Who are fixing their homes, right. and they're probably so busy they can't keep up. They can't keep up. Yeah, yep. So here we go again. Are you a hurricane coverage watcher? Like, do you watch? Do you watch these like weather people standing out in the hurricane, like fighting for their lives? I do. I'm oddly fascinated by it as a broadcaster. I know. Saying there's not enough money. Right. I would never take that assignment. Well, I'm thinking, it's like, is this necessary? It's Could it, not necessary. Yeah. I, I, I mean. We get it. Right. I, I mean, like, when Roker godfathered this thing, <laughs> you know, it was kind of kitschy and cool. You've got, like, you, you got, like, that image of, of, of him, like, being blown around. And like Cantori. Trying, you know what? I'm glad you said Cantori because I feel like Cantori 
kicked it up a notch. I feel like Cantori is out there challenging the Hurricane to a fist fight. <laughs> and, and, like, he might win if the Hurricane accepted. Cantori is like the Chuck Norris <laughs> of weather. <laughs> right. You know? Right. Like, he's mad at somebody, and he's <laughs> taking it out on the Hurricane. I'm so glad you brought up Cantori. I have him on my notes here because to me, to me, Cantori and and Roker are the two goats. But I don't know. Like uh, the, the, that hurricane that uh, Hillary that hit California the other day. One of the gals on 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 NBC, she was literally standing on a road that had a river rushing over. And I said, "This poor girl, she loses her footing. She's gonna get like swept away. Can't can you like just stand like in front of the rushing water instead of like inside of it, or like tie a rope around <laughs> her waist that's tied to a tree? Do something. I mean, if there to were, anchor her, right. I mean, if that were me, I would have the I would have the harness on. I'd have like a life jacket. Something. I'd have like a flare gun." <laughs> One of those life alerts, you know, help, I've fallen and I can't get up. I mean, I just I just don't understand how it's, it's not necessary. necessary. We understand yeah. it's dangerous. We get it. Uh, this story, uh, you remember that Amber Alert that came out last week? Uh, yeah. There was the, those two twin babies that were stolen from that uh, uh, Livonia uh, uh, hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week, three people were charged with attempted kidnapping. They were all adults. Yesterday, a fourth suspect, a 16-year-old female, was charged in the kidnapping of those two two-week-old babies. And, yep. and luckily, those babies, um, you know, they were returned to the police station um, unharmed. And there's still so much to unravel from this. But uh, that 16-year-old, my first thought was like, okay, was this, was this like 16-year-old, was she kidnapped herself and like forced into this life? I right. mean, it was so tragic. Does she understand the severity of what she did? Right. That's and, what's scary. And, uh, you know, last last week, you know, my 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 first thought was, um, you know, the story is that that uh, the mother of these these two babies, someone reached out to her on Facebook because because her house had been broken into and they were staying at this hotel in Livonia. Um, and 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 these people who kidnapped this baby, this baby, they reached out to say, hey, we got we've got diapers, we've got gift cards. We'll come by. We'll drop them off. We know you're struggling. Yep. And the mom um, she said she stepped out of the room um, briefly, and then the, the babies were gone. And my, you know, my first thought was, okay, you just had your house broken into. Like, why are you leaving your two babies in a hotel room mm-hmm. um, with these strangers? And I was talking about it with uh, with uh, a friend of mine who's a mom of two young kids. Good mom, very very attentive, like super mom. Like she shows up to all the events, and she's got one baby in a stroller, one baby. Like she she's a, a multitasker. And so, you know, we we're talking about it. She said, how old were the two babies? And I go, two weeks old. She's like, oh, yeah, that mom was just overwhelmed by everything that was happening. And it kind of turned my perception around on that because I was kind of victim blaming a little bit. I was sure. even kind of suspicious of the parents. But uh, but but, yeah, that perspective, That's a different perspective. Yeah. And obviously, uh, spoiler alert, I'm not a mom. So, like, you know, I, I, I don't have that frame of reference of mom brain, but sure, it makes sense. Sure. And the, the charges are very serious. All four are being charged with two counts of kidnapping, one count of conspiracy to commit kidnapping, and three counts of larceny in a building. Those are serious charges. They are. And I forgot exactly how much time they're facing, but it's decades in jail. Yeah. And the 16-year-old is being charged as a juvenile. Yeah, it's weird. They said she's being charged as a juvenile, but she, she could be charged as an adult. I'm like, okay, so what's the difference? Yeah. But um, she could be tried as an adult, right? Yeah. 
But then my other thing is like, okay, if you've got people going around on Facebook, like, like looking for marks to kidnap babies, like, is there like a secret rash of of like kidnap baby I kidnappings? Don't understand that understand? Yeah, that. it's so bizarre, and and I think there's going to be a lot that comes out on this. There might even be like a Dateline NBC on this. Just still so many unanswered questions. Yeah. All right, when we come back, we get you ready for JR Morning. It's first thing with Mike Parsons, Renee Vitale. Well, last week, two nights of catastrophic rainfall left many parts of the metro Detroit area underwater and many homes and properties flooded. One agency did a study and said that our infrastructure needs about $1 billion a year to keep up with this new normal. Even that won't guarantee that it'll be able to handle the heaviest of rainfalls. Macomb County Public Works Commissioner Candace Miller talks to JR Morning about what her county is doing to upgrade their system to try to mitigate some of the damage that they've been seeing lately. For those overseeing our infrastructure, it's something that they just keep chasing, and that is right-sizing their storm sewer capacity to fit these changing storms. And Mother Nature keeps moving the goalposts in a big way. She doesn't play fair. No, she isn't playing fair at all. And uh, one of those many leaders that is trying to keep up with it all is Candace Miller, the Macomb County Public Works Commissioner. Candace, good morning. Hey, good morning, John. So tell us, where the, where are the goalposts now, and what is the new normal? Or do we even know? <laughs> I don't know. I wish I knew, but I don't have a line to the weather god here. But I will say that uh, the amount of rain that we're getting and the level of the intensity, which is really the, the critical factor, I think, right. is uh, has just dramatically increased. So, you know, we're doing everything that we can, but... You know, there. this is an interesting thing in Michigan and in many states as well. You know, there's no dedicated revenue stream for uh, stormwater management. That's really sort of what my job is, right, in many ways. I'm a stormwater management manager. But it, it so you have to take uh, some political will, I think, to, to spend money on a lot of these projects. And, and yet when you look at the cost of uh, what happens when we have these storms economically and in every way, whether it's a freeways that are closed you can think about how much that's costing uh, the economy and people's uh, inconvenience etc what happened at the airport people's homes being flooded um you know so many many times i think uh, the issue is uh, power outages as well that's sort of an asymmetrical problem listen guess what happens when you have a bad storm the power goes out so and then your I pumps think- don't work right that's exactly right. So I'll give you an example. We are investing in our, we have a very large pump station at Nine Mile and Jefferson. I just led a bid about a month ago for uh, $16 million to completely redo the electrical system, which is very old. And we're buying some huge generators because, you know, you need to have uh, redundancy in, in these right. pumps. And uh, I, I think that's an area that others in stormwater management really need to be focusing on as well. Uh, and, Commissioner, I know uh, you're using some ARPA money to do some some work as well um, with the um, uh, retention areas. Yes, we are. I just uh, started a project within the last couple of weeks. I'll give you just an example of a $27 million project, again, down at our big pump station in St. Clair Shores. And the purpose of this is to reduce our combined sewer overflows, uh, which this particular project will reduce them by probably somewhere in the 30 percentile. Mm-hmm. We've already reduced them somewhere in the, uh, you know, over 30%. I've got another a $17 million project 
uh, that we're using some of these ARPA funds that will be online at the end of the year that will reduce them by probably 12, 13 percent, we think. You know, that, here's the thing. You can't get overwhelmed by the problem. I hear people go, oh, my gosh, it's going to be billions of dollars. And then you have a bad storm and everyone just thinks, oh, well, we're overwhelmed with that. So we got to go look at something else. You have to focus on the issue. Try to, you know, I always say it's sort of like eating an elephant one bite at a time. You have to make incremental progress to upgrading your infrastructure. And some of it is not particularly interesting. Right. Uh, you know, for decades, our drains in Macomb County were neglected. And so we have a very aggressive drain maintenance program now. We're removing log jams, uh, sediment. We're sort of reshaping a lot of our open channels. And, and that's proven very effective. We saw it last week. It made a dramatic difference here in our county. When we were discharging stormwater, I mean, I think we saved a lot of farmers' fields from being, you know, they would have lost their crops, and many people would have flooded. Many more would have flooded, that's for sure. So the the perception is, is that, you know, folks are going to see these public works projects going on. They're going to hear about the $16 for the backup generators and things like that, and they're going to think, oh, we've solved the problem. And yet Kelly Carl at SEMCOG is saying, look, folks, these 1% rain events – we can't exactly build our way into preventing them or even managing them. So if we do spend this billion dollars that we're told we are in dire need of, of investment and we do spend it, will that be the cure or is that just cover 95%? We're still going to have major flooding, maybe once, maybe every other year. Well, I think it's a little different. Uh, I have a little different perspective. <laughs> okay. I, I appreciate SEMCOG. Love it. Okay. <laughs> but listen, if you spend a billion dollars, we will have gone a long way to solving a lot of these issues. And, and you know, that has to be the story. Not that we can't make everything perfect for every incident, no matter what happens. Mm-hmm. We, have to, we have to make uh, progress on some of these things. And all of us have to think in different terms. I'll I'll give you one other example. This is not the most interesting things in the world until we have these heavy rain events. But in Macomb, uh, we have some new stormwater management standards now. So if you are a developer in Macomb County, you used to only have to retain on your site maybe an inch or two inches of rain. Mm -hmm. Well, now we're saying 5.2 inches. You know, you have to retain it on your site, control the release. So, you know, we have to do other kind. It's not just one thing. And it's not just spending money. It's getting others to invest as well. Absolutely right. It's all hands on deck. It's really all hands on deck. If this is going to be our new normal, we have to live with it. We have to recognize it. And we have to do the best we can. We we can't be. This is never going to be a perfect society. But we can do a lot of things and, uh, and just get ready for it. You, you've, you said that there, and I've only got a minute, but there's no dedicated funding for stormwater. What might that look like? Is it going to be a statewide millage? Would it be a, a small piece of sales taxes? How would we do it? You know, I don't really know what that is, and I'm not going to sit here and say we need to raise taxes in a specific area, but I will tell you as a stormwater management manager here in Macomb County, we have about $200 million worth of projects going on right now in various areas, including some of our sewer interceptors, so we don't have more sinkholes. But so far, I've raised, I think, about $125 million of ARPA funds yeah. from the state, from the county. All of our federal delegation have been very helpful. 
you know, hopefully I've learned something in 45 years of being involved in politics. If you're going to hunt ducks, go where the ducks are. Well, the other thing is, is, I mean, it might get support if you could tie it to a reduction in my homeowner's premiums, you know, and give give us a break there. Somehow tie it. Candace Miller, always a pleasure to connect with you. Thank you. After the break, some great news about a product I hate. All right, and as always, we are joined by Lloyd Jackson and and Guy Gordon, and and the uh, the debate was what six days ago, the Republican debate. It it, it all kind of blurs together, uh, but I believe that it was six days ago. And depending who you ask, Vivek Ramaswamy has either had the best week ever or the worst week ever. It can be both. Yeah, yeah a little bit of both, I think. Um, but I'll tell you one person who's not impressed with Vivek Ramaswamy. It's uh, Eminem. And, uh, Who we always look for for political advice. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm going to play you a little audio here, and you might you might actually uh, understand why Eminem sent a cease and desist. Now, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy has been using Lose Yourself as his walkout music for events. And uh, back on August 12th in Iowa, uh, he cut a little bit loose, and uh, he decided he just he decided to do a little Ramaswamyoki here. Everybody's joking now. The clocks run out. Time's up. Over. Plow. Snap back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. Oh, there goes gravity. Choke. He's so mad, but he won't give up that easy. Oh, he won't. There's about two seconds of there. Where it's like that's not that bad. It's like okay, it's bad. No, I, I gotta give him props. I think it's. I mean. I guess let's go guy. around the room. Yeah, I, you know. All right, guy. Th- guy thought it wasn't too bad. Renee, what do you think? That's a hard no. <laughs> That's a no for me, Don. I mean, what about it's cringy? Yeah. Anytime these guys try to, you know, I'm I'm sorry. You know, there's certain songs you just don't touch, right. and right. you just don't try to emulate. You just don't do it. Right. So after <laughs> that, uh, uh, Eminem sent a cease and desist uh, through BMI. Uh, requesting that they no longer license his music to the Ramaswamy campaign. Now, the Ramaswamy campaign, they said, okay, we're going to stop doing it. We'll leave the rapping to, to Slim Shady. But uh, I don't know. I, 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 I'm wondering if uh, he would have just used it as walkout music and not tried rapping with it, if uh, Eminem would have just let it slide. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, did you see that Oliver Anthony, the guy that did Rich Men North of Richmond, has asked politicians to leave it alone? Because as I wrote it about you. You're right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. we, talk, we talked about you know, it whether yesterday. Whether Republican, Democrat, he said Republicans quit using it, quit, you know. Yeah. Yeah, we actually talked about it yesterday. And, and, and that's got to be so frustrating when you write something and you're trying to be very concise and clear with your message. Right. And and half the people you wrote it about start co-opting it as their own anthem. Yeah. Going, no, you you missed the point, you guys. Yeah. You missed what I'm trying no, they, to say here. No, they just use their own narrative. Oh, right. I'll, I'll use this. I think we can use this for this. Right. right. Or Even though like, he may not have wanted you to use right. it for that. Like, this hurt my feelings. Let's pretend it's about about <laughs> us and just uh, or just just run with it. Uh, but you know what, though? I mean, look, obviously, Eminem, we all know his politics are, are, are definitely, he would not be a, a, a Vivek Ramaswamy voter. It, it seems like if you're, if you're a Republican, you can use Ted Nugent. You can use Kid Rock, and and, and, and that's about it. Lee Greenwell, yeah, Lee, Gre- <laughs> Lee Greenwood, that's right. Greenwood, yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. I, yeah. So it's, but uh, hey, you know what? Vivek was having fun out on the the campaign trail, and uh, Eminem was not impressed. Uh, so Renee, I don't know if this is a recall 
uh, or just uh, or just an uh, an offer for a refund. But uh, I would say it's more an offer for a refund. Yeah, I'd if call you're, it a full re- recall. If you're a Costco shopper, you may want to listen here. Yeah, okay. I have are, a Costco card in my wallet. Are you a Costco vodka drinker? I don't. I've never bought vodka from Costco though. But I'm a vodka drinker, but yeah. I've never bought it is from Costco. A, is it? Is it it's Kirkland, the Kirkland, Kirkland yeah, vodka. Yeah. yeah, they're apologizing after a recent batch of their Kirkland vodka had a weird smell and taste. Multiple customers claim that the vodka tasted like a multivitamin. <laughs> oh, is they, that such a bad thing? Well, right. Well, <laughs> I mean, you want Top your vodka. Buzz and getting usually, my vitamin Z too. Well, you know? that's the problem. It wasn't because of vitamins. They say that there's no food safety issue. It's okay to drink, but they admit that it did not meet their quality expectations. Uh, they say what happened was. Wait a minute. If you're shopping for vodka at Costco, do you actually have expectations? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I got. I got to tell you. <laughs> any place that makes a dollar fifty hot dog that good, I will buy anything I from know, there. That's right. Oh, yeah. We do have good hot dogs. There. They say what happened was that the vodka was put into a container that previously held rum that wasn't completely cleaned between uses as it should have been, and that's what caused that flavor. Now I don't, I don't know. I've Little never. Rum I've never vodka? had rum that made anything taste like a multivitamin. Yeah. No. So. Not, yeah. You know, quit, quit trying to make us healthy. Different right. kind of buzz. Yeah. Well, I don't want that the, kind of buzz. Speaking of healthy, did you, did they were Biden has an alcohol abuse czar. Who knew? And he is now saying that we may, in the United States, follow the Canadian guidelines, which recommends that men limit themselves to two beers per day. You stop or it. two beers per week. Steve Courtney, you're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Someone I'm in get, trouble. Someone if, wake him up. If you brew it on a gas stove, you're really in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, if it's two beers a day, can you just have 14 in one day and then take it easy the rest of the week? <laughs> Do you get to bank? Yeah. <laughs> well, it just be big glasses. Big JR glasses. Morning coming up.